Hello and welcome to the Surface Tension Podcast. My name is Alex. My co-host over here is Craig. We are going to be exploring deep questions and looking for deep answers to spiritual questions and questions about life in general. We're happy to have you here. And here we go. Hi, welcome to our podcast. Now, forgive me, I do watch movies. I do live this kind of movie life in my head. I forgive you. I I see movie scenes in my mind all the time. You know, it was actually my sister's birthday the other day, and I asked her an interesting question. I said, what one movie scene um, captured your heart, your soul, your attention, and has made more impact more than any other? And What a question. It was just fun, and it just created some fun space. But the movie scene I'm thinking about this morning comes from Tommy Boy, and it's when he was sitting in his little boat in the middle of the lake with no wind. Right. Asked his dad for a little help. Yeah. Just sitting there motionless with this little sailboat. Getting a sunburn. And- I wonder how many people feel like that spiritually right now. Can I shoot my hand up even though this is an audio only podcast and people just have to take my word for it? Please do. Yeah. I've probably more people than we realize. I've been in a weird place and I don't like that, nor do I like admitting that. You know that about me. I would rather tell people that I had a great day sailing. (laughs) It was windy and I was just carving up the lake than to tell them I got so sunburned and I felt like I had lost. Now let's pivot to the metaphor. I'd lost spiritual momentum and I didn't have spiritual wind in my sails. That's kind of where I go with this is I immediately pivot and say, this is a great spiritual metaphor but I'm probably not doing a good enough job of Tommy boying it up and saying, Hey dad, could you give me like a little gust of wind? I I'm busy fiddling around the boat and just being like, yeah, maybe these oars will work or I don't know. Hopefully you got a motor that could do something. Well, first of all, I want to pause and just celebrate your courage and self-awareness to know, you know, I might not be in the best space right now. And, and I'm willing to admit that what value can come to someone who says, yeah, I'm thinking and feeling I'm a little Tommy boy right now in the middle of the lake. What, how does that help someone? How are you supposed to get out of a place you won't admit you're in? Yeah, that's very well said. So living in reality, taking a, realistic appraisal of where where we're at, where our heart is, where our connectivity is with the Father is important. And it's also really frustrating to know that I've felt those windy days and I've been having fun in the boat with Jesus and enjoying the lake and other people have seen me in that boat and said, wow, that guy's a heck of a sailor. <laughs> He's with that bearded fella, they look like they're having a blast. <laughs> oh, it's such a good image. But it's really frustrating to have that experience, as we all have and been in 
a spiritual lane where not only do we know we're in a good spiritual lane, other people are affirming us for being in the spiritual lane that we're at. And then to not be in that lane, there's a lot of expectations that I would say I put on myself, you know, certainly walking in this podcast to be spiritually sturdy and to say, I'm always on the up and up making (laughs) such spiritual progress. I'm spending time with the Craig Morris (laughs) and we are, we are now we're in the regatta. We are sailing big boats with Jesus and things are happening, but it, it's tricky because I don't always feel that way. Mm-hmm. I'd like to feel that way. I'd yeah. like to feel like a, you know, rip roaring, uh, catamaran captain. Hydrofoils are in full whodunitry. I don't know what the correct terminology is, but I don't know. You must feel that way. You've had a, a very different path of, and I don't want to, self-congratulate and call this ministry because I don't always feel as though this is formal ministry in the way that you've done it. But ministry life has ups and downs. So does all of our personal spiritual walks. Yes? Absolutely. And the only reason why that movie scene is so familiar to me is I have felt that so often during my life in ministry. And too often, I my picture is I'm just there in the middle of the lake and I'm trying to blow wind in the sails because that's the way it feels. Because I try to put a lot of effort into the right things. I'm going to get up early and spend time with God and I'm going to make sure I try to connect with the right people. And I'm going to try to make sure I'm doing all of the things that are my part that I know I need to do to put. Um, the boat in a position to catch the wind, if you will. And it's it's hard when you're doing that week after week, month after month, and there still feels like there's no wind. It's not blowing. Does that lead to spiritual burnout? Is there such a thing? I think it, for me, it has led to maybe just questions, maybe big questions. And we have to be careful with the questions we ask. Right. Um, We talked before we came in the studio about trying to maintain keeping in a place where we're just curious about things instead of convicting or indicting or judging ourselves. Right. Because in that place, if I'm curious, I can say, hmm, I wonder why the boat doesn't seem to be moving. (laughs) They seem to be doing my part. Maybe, God, am, am I doing my part? Is there something different I can be doing? Is there something new I should be doing? Is there something I need to be stopping? Do I just need to keep on doing these things? And eventually the wind will come up. Because, you know, I I think for me, if you're doing those things and things don't seem to be working, we start either blaming God and saying, ah, he sucks for not sending any wind because look all what I'm doing. I'm putting in all this effort mm-hmm. or I really suck because I must not be doing it right or getting it right. And don't we also discount that maybe we're supposed to be in a windless afternoon and maybe there's things that we're supposed to be noticing. There's supposed to be some stillness or maybe there's supposed to be a challenge 
maybe our patience is something that needs refining. And the more that we try to struggle to get out of the moment, the, I mean, that's the the lesson in patience. I think it, it could be. Yeah, that's very good because all that does is creates curiosity for the space we're in saying, hmm, God, help me understand and see this as you want me to. You're thinking, what are you thinking? How do we, how do we embrace a windless day or a windless week or a month where it feels like there's no wind in the sails? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had that. I've had that. And the biggest problem with that is probably the problems that I create for myself and self-indicting and telling myself, you're not supposed to be here. Get it together. Make more progress. You've got a Christian podcast with an amazing pastor. Why aren't you the Pippin to his Jordan, you idiot? I mean, these are the thoughts that are coming into my my world. And to speak to your point, we need to be careful about those yes. questions and conclusions that we're drawing because those spaces of stillness, I think a lot of people can identify with this. I've been experiencing it all too firsthand is that's when, that's when the devil starts whispering to you and planting those seeds of doubt and those seeds of absolutes. It's always going to be this way. The wind's never coming back. Mm -hmm. It's, and it's, that's a hopeless place and it's a scary place too. Yeah. It's a scary place. Nobody wants to be there. And if you're listening to this and you've been in this kind of place, um, you know that it's not a fun place to be in. And anybody I think who's doing an honest walk with Jesus has been to this place at least once and said, gosh, I just don't, I feel like I've lost my momentum. I feel like I've lost the wind. Yeah. And you know, I know just a little bit about sailing enough to be dangerous, but I'm pretty sure that when you can see the wind on a lake or on the ocean, they're called tiger paws because you can see stirring in the water in the distance. Sometimes when you're on the beach, you can look out and you're like, oh yeah, yeah. You can see the wind actually. And Maybe, maybe if we are on those windless, and it's so funny because when, when you say windless, it sounds a little bit like windless. Right, it does. And they're very similar. Yes. Because <laughs> you do feel like you're striking out a lot. Um, and maybe when we see those tiger paws, we need to ask God, hey, what do I need to do to put myself in a position so that the Holy Spirit can fill my sails? It's interesting that the Hebrew word, for spirit is ruach, which is actually wind, which mm. is kind of interesting that we're talking about trying to find wind in our sails. And that's the very word for the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. And there are things that we can be doing to put ourselves in a place that we find those tiger paws, that we find that wind. Um, to your point earlier, ah, man, where's, where's, where are the oars? Maybe we need to grab the oars and get 
into place in the lake where the Holy Spirit is blowing. And we're being so metaphorical here, we probably need to break that down to say, what does that look like, right? What are the... What are the Thank oars? you for saying that because I was about to go into like even more <laughs> metaphors that would have <laughs> potentially derailed what, us. What are the oars? What What do we need to do to get in alignment? Prayer and fellowship, I would say, uh, getting just... getting in the word. But you are somebody who is, I count on you and I trust you to bring the news. Like I've had a crappy sailing day. Mm-hmm. I have not been getting any wind. And I don't know if that makes you an or, but you certainly say, well, that's okay. That's okay. And that gives, that gives me perspective Yeah. because if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, Craig, you know, this about me is I don't want to talk about the bad sailing day. I want to talk about that the trees alongside the lake are overgrown and that they need to be trimmed to let more wind in. I would like to distance myself from the reality of the situation a couple steps away and to make this a more tangible metaphor. If I'm struggling in a personal and spiritual way, I often look outwards and externalize and look at all the things in the world that are going wrong And I'm not focusing on, oh, well, I do have a pair of oars here that I could start moving towards having a good sailing day. All of a sudden, I'm talking about, well, let's talk about flying a kite. And we're no longer longer talking about sailing in the first place. It's wind adjacent. It's spirit adjacent. Mm -hmm. But I've completely derailed and decoupled myself from the spiritual exercise altogether for one reason or another. And it's potentially because I feel more comfortable doing that, but we all have our diversions that we escape to. And oftentimes those aren't God. Those aren't Jesus. That's not prayer. That's not fellowship. And it's not going to get us back towards the wind yeah. It's simply going to distract us from the fact that there is no win. Yeah. Very well said. I love that. And so you said right off the bat, prayer, community, prayer, we use the word all the time, simply just having a conversation with God. We have a God, the God who created everything, the universe, everything we see, you know, the trees on the side of the lake that are blocking the wind, everything that we see. And he's attentive enough to listen to our prayer. Anytime where we just pause and say, Father, uh, I'm here. I'm missing you. I'm disappointed there's no wind. Whatever it is to take that communication to God. I love that. And community to take our communication to safe people and to try to be safe people for others. And I think that's what you and I do for each other is give this mutuality of saying, you are where you are. That's okay. It's not going to do me any good to you for, for me to judge you and for you to judge me. Let's try to love each other towards a different space, if possible. I love that. Let me let me throw another little curveball into our I'm mixing analogies now. Shouldn't do that. Let, let me let me throw another little um possibility into this. How does this analogy change if we see 
a hundred yards in front of us, someone that actually is drowning. We are sitting in a boat, no wind, and we hear someone yelling, help. How, how does that change our experience of the boat? Perspective. I mean, better to have a boat than to be <laughs> so, okay. drowning. I don't so, know if that's where you were trying to lead so, me. So let me get this straight. You're going to say, oh, that sucks for them. And you're going to pull out your tuna sandwich. No, I'm going to go save them, but I'm just comparing the two situations. I'm going to jump out of the boat. If I see somebody drowning, I'm going to jump out of the boat. I'm going to swim to them, and then I'm going to yank them back, throw them in the boat, and then we can hang out together with no wind. Hmm. That's good. But that drowning person represents essentially a different perspective, you use the word, and almost a purpose, right? Because sometimes we can be out on the lake by ourselves and go, gosh, I really would love to enjoy the wind in my face and be sailing around here thinking that we were there for ourselves. I'm so glad that you're, that you're tying this into purpose. I am so glad that you're doing this. Please continue. Well, it, to me, the purpose part changes everything it sure does it changes everything when we realize ah there's there's a mission for me to live out today and as much as i can be a little bit sad that i might not have as much wind in my sails as i would like as much as i can be discouraged i might be i might be putting in spiritual effort into getting close to god and being where he wants me to be there are still things he wants me to accomplish today I need to have my eyes open. I need to have my ears open to what that is and how he wants to use me and this boat. It's interesting that you jumped in in the water and swam. In my mind, I got out, I got out the oars and I'm like, I need to somehow find out how I can get to that person. Because I'm almost in my mind picturing as I notice that person and I got the oars and I start rowing towards them, the Holy Spirit's like, oh, let me help you. Interesting. Not bad. I like that. Because when we are on mission, we know God is with us and he is doing something in us and through us. And that's very different. Where are you going? Where's Where's your mental space taking you? Some days I don't even feel like sailing. If I've had it, if I've had a lot of wind, windless days, mm-hmm. I don't even feel like getting in the boat. Mm-hmm. And you're not saving anybody from drowning if you're not in the boat, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the place that I've been. I've been like pretty defeated mm-hmm. lately. Um, I've been feeling like, you know, the world feels a little bit shaky right now, more so than it. Uh, then maybe it should to me, but that's just my perception. And I'm just thinking, what's the point of sailing anymore? Cause I'm, I'm looking at the lake now and I'm saying, Oh, it's just a bunch of lake monsters in there (laughs) and I'm getting no wind and it's a mess. I don't want to take away from, from your analogy though. Cause I think that's important in that moving towards the right thing we will be met with encouragement and boosts. But your question still stands. Why get in the boat anyway? 
because after many, many windless and windless days and months and sometimes years for people, and this can be in a relationship where there's struggle and a job where there's strife as a parent, where there's suffering, um, health, physical health, emotional health, spiritual health, this can take many different forms. And after a while, people are like, one of our earliest episodes, learned helplessness, right? It's this, it doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't do any good. Why get in the boat anyway? What's the best answer we can pose to that? If Jesus were sitting here and we were to have that authentic conversation, I mean, I've, I've gotten in that boat and floated to the middle of the lake 30 days in a row and nothing has happened. Jesus, why do I get in that boat again? Please answer your own question. I, I don't want to answer this one because I need you to, I need you to nail this <laughs> because I really want to, I want to hear your advice because I have not been able to figure this out. I feel like I've been sitting on the dock a little bit lately and I can't stand it. And I need help getting off the dock and back onto the boat. Yeah. I think Jesus would say something like, thank you for asking. (laughs) Because being with me is the best place you can possibly be. I'm going to borrow an image that C.S. Lewis used in one of his books and put it into the mouth of Jesus and say, everything that has inspired you from a song or a piece of art or a sunset or a relationship or a person has been a hint or a whisper of what's available in me. And I am the fullest expression of that. And if you want to live, if you really want to live, instead of having hints and whispers of life, join me in the boat. That sounds great. I think I've been subsisting off of those crumbs and slivers. And that's so frustrating because I know what's available to me. And some days I lean way the heck in and I'm having a I'm having a Jesus style day out on the lake. But other days I'm like, I'm gonna just eat a tuna sandwich on the dock. Why do I do that? How could I even opt to go for tuna sandwich mode? That's the confusing piece of this whole spiritual riddle or spiritual journey for me is I know what's available to me. Why am I not always embracing that fully? And I see people, you know, guys that we know who are embracing it fully all the time. And I just think to myself, I'm like, is that even possible for me? Yeah. And I also hate that question because that puts me into a negative space. Does Let me go a little bit of a different direction. Please do. Does Jesus love you as much in the middle of the lake when the wind is in your sail as he does when you're sitting on the dock with your tuna sandwich? Well, he's eating a tuna sandwich with me. Yeah. And he's saying, when you're ready, there's more available. 
I'll, I'm here with you now. But when you get tired of tuna sandwiches on the dock, there's 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 real living out there. There's real perp. There's people. Some people are actually drowning out there. We need you. And it's the best place to be. If if we just appeal to the pragmatic, oh, what's best for me? We're going to get out on the lake and go, oh, I don't know. Tuna on the dock was kind of nice because we're going to be focused entirely on ourselves. But if we realize there's a purpose and a mission also, and that people need us out there, and that God is most glorified when we are right where he wants us to be, things start changing. I want back on the boat today. And I hope that I want back on the boat tomorrow. And that's like as good as I can do yes. today. Yes. That's, which sucks. No, it doesn't. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. My desire is to be on the boat with you, Jesus, today and tomorrow. That is beautiful. That's where it starts is in the heart, in the heart of desire. That's exactly where it starts. Am I being unfair to myself? Yes. Are most of us unfair to ourselves? Depends. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I'm so distracted by the birds around the lake as a metaphor. I'm so distracted by the other people around the lake. I'm so distracted. I'm I've found myself allowing my attention to wander to everything else than the boat. And maybe that's because I think, oh, the boat's, it's there. I'll get around to it. But that's so odd at the same time. Knowing what we know, that's really odd. Once again, odd, odd's a little pejorative. Be curious about it. Take that curiosity with the Father. Hey, God, help help me understand why. I'm noticing everything but the boat and you and the drowning people and I'm just fixated on the kid eating cotton candy through his nose over there. But it barely makes any sense when I speak it out loud. But my (laughs) actions are betraying the way that I know things to be. And I think that is creating a spiritual... Cognitive dissonance, spiritual disconnect. Yeah. If my actions are betraying where my heart wants to be, what a confusing place. What a confusing place. One of the beautiful things is that the more time we spend on the boat with Jesus on the lake, whether there's wind or not, the more we stop noticing those other things the more we start enjoying where we're at. And that's why I loved and celebrated your, I just want to be on the boat with him. And that that's what it comes down to every single day. Where, where do you want to be? Well, why? We've talked about this before. Why do people not want Jesus? I don't, my my quick response, and sorry for me not just asking some question to help you think through it. My quick response is they're they're unconvinced that he has the life that they truly want, which is true. 
if we're operating a lot out of our flesh and not the spirit. Go what, into that. What are, Go into that. That's, uh, that is well, a tremendous point that I think I've struggled with. And sometimes it, I get hung up on that yeah, again, if time and time there's, again. There's two parts of us and there's the flesh, there's this natural self. And then there's the Holy Spirit kind of governed self that we have. If we're operating out of more of the fleshly self, then we look at Jesus and we go, oh, oh, he doesn't have what is critical path to me getting what I want out of this life. And it's not until we hit a place of desperation or despondency that we realize he is the only thing for us that we start living more out of the spirit and see the futility of not only living in the flesh, but how we look back and said, gosh, I, I, Jesus was just an accessory to my life instead of the focus of my life. Hmm. How many people would willingly admit that they had been treating Jesus as an accessory? You wouldn't find many Christians, I think, who would be bold enough to be like, yeah, I've, I've pocket-sized Jesus. I've pocket-sized him. Which is probably why the podcast is helpful because we may be willing to admit that to ourselves by ourselves <laughs> in a car, on a walk, uh, in our home. But admitting that to someone else, as you said earlier, would be a very, very different, very different deal. And yet, as we mentioned before, how healthy and important is that to say, gosh, Jesus, forgive me. <laughs> Forgive me for looking at you as just a little thing I can add into my life that might make the pain a little less painful or the happiness a little more happy instead of making you the centerpiece of my life. How do we get out of that unless we admit where we're at? Like we said in the beginning of this episode, is unless we understand ourselves and our relationship to Jesus and maybe the way that we're doing things well or where we could be better. I don't know if that relationship improves. How does a relationship where honesty and truth isn't the hallmark feature, how do those relationships yeah. do? Yeah. Yeah. There seems to be only really two paths. One, the path of wisdom that is created by the Holy Spirit that says, this is the best way, right? Psalm 1 starts with that. Hey, there's two roads. Um, and the other one, unfortunately, is is trauma. Um, sometimes it takes trauma for people to realize that Jesus was just a little trinket on a bracelet. I don't think that's how I've treated Jesus, but I think I've left him on red a couple times to use a cell phone analogy. I think I leave Jesus on red a little too much. I think I've been fortunate enough to spend time with you and other great guys who have had Christ in the center of their entire being enough to understand what it looks like. But I think sometimes I've been right with the pack of you guys who are doing a great job. Whereas other times I just kind of meander off that path 
and you know, I'll leave you guys on red. I'll leave Jesus on red. I'll leave everybody on red and say, I got to go do my own thing. Like I'm tired, which is the exact wrong approach to take. I should be leaning in, you know, when, when we're most frustrated, isn't our desire to pack it in? I know that's my desire. Yeah, absolutely. Is to say, I'm actually going back to the lodge. Mm-hmm. Like sailing's out. I'm spending time. I'm just going to be a re I'm going to read about sailing mm-hmm. from time to time. I'm going to watch TV. Yeah. I'm not even going to sit on the dock and look at, I'm not even going to look at the boat. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to spend, I'm going to try to not spend time with Jesus. I just need a break. I just need, and it's, I'm going to leave it on red. I wouldn't say I ever make a pocket-sized Jesus or turn him into a trinket. But there's something where I just kind of wander off. Yeah. And and that stinks. And I don't want to be too critical of yeah. myself, but in reflecting on this, it's kind of a letdown. Well, but this is the reason we started this podcast. Because a while ago... I'm like, God is doing so many cool things in you, Alex. You need to make note of what you were learning because you're eventually, you're eventually going to be sailing across the lake, <laughs> flying across the lake with a wind in your sail, with a smile on your face, with your beautiful dog, Storm. And you are going to be having so much fun and you're going to glance over and you're going to see the old version of you sitting in a boat or on the dock or in the lodge and you're going to go, ah, there's someone that I can walk alongside with and say, I understand what you are going through. This is how I took up sailing. Mm. That is such encouraging news or an encouraging reminder That it's worth it. That it's worth it. That going back to the lodge is okay. Because sometimes you find other people at the lodge and you say, you want to take a crack at sailing? Good. Well, boy, we've been through some cool places here. And um, we hope you enjoyed our podcast. We have a great group of people who are supporting this podcast, Go Ministry International. And I love these guys, not just because they support us, but because this is their heartbeat. They want to be out on the lake, not just sailing and having the wind of the Holy Spirit in their sails, but they want to be helping other people who are drowning, who are just floating in the still air. And so thank you to them. And thank you to you for listening and investing your time. We hope God has blessed you with some thoughts, some questions, and you've been inspired to walk closer with him today. Have a great day.